Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. The minute he walks in the door, prum, prum. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are around the world. Greetings and welcome to the Manchester United Redcast. My name's Eddie Nesta, and I'm back uh, from Spain. In fact, I've been to three countries very sh- I've missed you. Yeah, I'm not going to boast. I'm not going to tell you about climbing a mountain or being on... T- I'm not going to boast because I'm not that kind of guy, but I am back. Uh, I don't know where Robert Meekin or Dave is, but I'm very happy to tell you uh, that a man is here with me, uh, with his girlfriend waiting in a booth on her birthday, protected by 16 uh, bodyguards. Uh, Mr. Vanderpump, thank you very much for being here with us tonight. Thank you for having me. And it's a good time to be here, actually, because, uh, you know, uh, that, that game over the weekend was like the Manchester United of... I mean, with the excitement. So going through one up and then them scoring and then you're having the dodgy last few minutes. It, it was like a Manchester United game of old, wasn't it? It was incredible. It was, it was so uplifting and it made me feel like we're back and we're going to win the Premiership. It, it, I mean, look, let's not get carried away. We're going to do that. We're going to do that and we'll make our well, predictions City, and City, all of City failed. Well, City being beat by West Ham. Was, I mean, that would be an interesting game when that game comes up against West Ham because they're playing uh, very differently. And, and they were always a team that were compared to us, but they were like Christmas decorations after Christmas. They came down. They've always been a good pace. But, but, but for Manchester United, it seemed to me uh, that Man United, with the squad that he has, starting to make some waves. What do you reckon? I think if we can show up a defence, we're looking amazing. Just, that was the only thing I had uh, that, that I could complain about at the weekend. You say sure up the defence, but De Gea is back, and uh, he's certainly already proved his worth, hasn't of he? Of course he has, but uh, we don't want to be defending, uh, depending on him too much. Yeah, but I mean, any team that does well in the Premiership is going to need a world-class goalkeeper, and he has definitely uh, proved a, a, a couple of remarkable saves. But he shouldn't have had to make them. 
They've got to get past 10 people before they get to yep. the uh, goalkeeper, mate. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to do cliches, I'll give you one. They've got to get past a lot of people before they get to the goalkeeper. The rumour is, and I work from the back to the front, the rumour is he is thinking of considering looking at, at a new contract. Do you think there's any chance we could keep him? I thought he'd signed one. Well... It, when I last heard, it wasn't 100%. I mean, even though you think it's 100%. I thought maybe while you were up the mountain, it got signed. Okay. Well, did, did, no, I was up the mountain in July, <laughs> and he wasn't playing then. So it, will he stay long-term, or has he signed it for big money then, uh, in terms of when Real Madrid come back? He's staying. If he didn't go, he's staying. And he didn't go. But he didn't not go because he didn't want to go. It was because of the fiddling around. You sort of get the feeling that if Real Madrid had really, really wanted him, they wouldn't have left it till 11.59. There's, I've written this stuff we don't know about this. Like, like somebody coming the other way. You reckon? If he went there. Well, the, the idea was, wasn't it, that, that uh, Ramos was going to come. But I, I, get, I get the feeling that Ramos played us in order to get a, be- a better mm. contract at Real Madrid. And then there was talk about Bale. Yeah, and there was, talk about, there was talk about Ronaldo as well, wasn't there? Yeah, but he has got a contract now, prop one, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's always had a proper contract. So in terms, in terms of the game, what, what, what were the bits that, you know, let's uh, concentrate on the Southampton game. What, what, what were the things that you were really impressed by? I just think we're gelling now. Everybody's communicating really well. There's some just amazing movement going on. Um, and everybody seems to know where everybody should be and they are there and the ball's ending up in the right place at the right time yeah I mean have we been lucky I mean we're the kind of supporters aren't we after two games if we got two draws we'd start saying no we don't like them manager he doesn't know what he's doing it is a very fragile existence Um, no I'm, I'm not like that I'm definitely optimistic the whole time and always looking at the good good part of it I mean uh, I like the whole Valencia thing going down the right hand side and everybody's always going oh he's dreadful he's dreadful but he's, he's not he's powerful he's fast he's strong they can't kick the ball but yeah, I was worried. He made some interesting tackles as well, didn't he? Certainly gave away a free kick uh, late in that game. That uh, caused a few concerns. But I admire his athleticism and, and the fact that he, you know, he draws people away from other people. But he's a he's a squad player now, isn't he? He's not he's not first eleven anymore. Uh, no, but we've been seeing him a lot of him again. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah. In, in terms of uh, you know uh, Ashley, what, what do you reckon? What do you reckon of him? Well, he's got to raise his game. Obviously, with everything else going on, on that side, other people around, he's got to fight for his place, which is probably good. And Fellaini played, you know, a move away from the Southampton game, uh, certainly the Ipswich game. We're seeing him more as a number 10, seeing him as a striker. So is he the kind of player we don't know where he goes? He's big, he's awkward, he gets in the way, he upsets uh, the rivals. But actually, you know, he talk about ball play, technical ability and the like. But, uh, not really a Manchester United player. I think if you're playing a big team, he's useful. So if your opposition has got bulk, why not play him? That's when we play Stoke, put him on. Yeah, well, we could go and hire some of your bouncers from your club. You, re- you remember the first time you went to watch Manchester United? Do I remember the first time? Oh, do you know where I was? At Arsenal, at the old stadium. At the old stadium, at, at the Highbury. Stadium, yeah. At the library, as they call it. I was it. sitting next to Joey Musafia. I was a, a disc jockey. Oh, right, OK, OK. Um, Did he get the ticket? It, yeah, he's got season tickets. Oh, right. So, so he's an old friend of mine. Yeah. So he got you in? He got me in, sat me there, and I had to sit there and watch 
us beat Arsenal and keep quiet. Every, every <laughs> supporter has a story, I think, of watching their team in the other, the wrong end of, of a stadium. How difficult, or rather, how challenging was that? Um, somebody at one stage turned around to me and said, You're a United supporter, aren't you? And I was right in the middle of the Arsenal faithful. And I said, No, 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 I'm a neutral. I've, I, I walked in, they picked me out. The stewards picked me out. Uh, the people I sat next to picked me out. And they just went, would you? Oh, oh just so much stick. <laughs> it's not something that is an enjoyable uh, thing, I don't think. I've uh, been to Arsenal as well. Uh, uh, sorry, not, um, I've been to Chelsea as well. And yeah, I watched it from the press box at Chelsea. That was great fun too. Actually, I was just thinking, there was one before. Everson, Stefan Everson, yeah. used to give me his tickets at Tottenham. And I saw United there from his seat. Well, that, that's where we used to just go and pick up the points. We didn't really need to play. We just, he used to call it three-point three lane, didn't they? Did we win the game? I can't remember. <laughs> I've got a feeling we might have lost it. Yeah, well, I don't think we lose to them. Uh, let's go back to PSV uh, and talk about that game, because uh, it wasn't so easy. I mean, we're laughing now, we're happy now. Mm. But that, that, that game... Uh, bad game for all sorts of reasons. Some pretty high profile, you know, from Andy Murray and uh, uh, even Christian Bell giving their commiserations. It was a bad, bad tackle on Luke Shaw, wasn't it? Yeah, in so many ways. So many ways. I mean, he was really working well for us. He'd really worked hard over the summer to get fit. Yeah, and, you, you know, he was a fat defender and you, saw, you got the feeling that he'd kind of put a lot of work in, 19 years old, and look, uh, look what happens. Yeah, and it could be career-ending, you know. That's well, the, the, the rumour is it's going to be six months, but uh, it's going to be a painful uh, uh, and a really tough six months. And I've always wondered when those sorts of things happen, whether A, they come back the same, B, they've got the... Co- it must, psychologically, it must really ch- challenge I, you. I, I came off a motorbike once and snapped my leg in half. I could never get on a bike again. So it must be similar. You really? You, 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 they say you've got to get back on straight away. I couldn't. I mean, I can't do it again. I would not get on a motorbike ever again. Because the accident was so unexpected, went over the handlebars, snapped my leg in half, and can't do it. So it must have an effect on a footballer when something like that happens. You're going to be... You're not going to go in for a tackle so hard, maybe, or you're going to be a little bit wary when somebody's coming towards you like a train. It's, It's got to affect you. Yeah, one imagines that uh, as a 19, you know, let's hope. I mean, I know that some managers are into sports psychology and some are not. Hmm. I do hope that they sort of just take him. You don't imagine, do you, the big fella putting his arm around anybody and kind of giving them love and hugs and kisses. But it's probably what's needed here, right? Uh, yeah, you think Alex probably would have dealt with this better for him. Well, we say that. I mean, look, I- I'm reading that, you know, that our... Sir Alex Ferguson, our mad ex-manager, you know, one of the greatest there's ever been, is now d- releasing a book, so he's doing interviews now, on how to be a leader, how to talk to people and how to do things. And he says that he gives advice to young managers. This is the guy who, I, I don't know, what, six, seven years didn't talk to the BBC because they did a documentary about uh, his son. <laughs> uh, how? <laughs> give me an idea about how that works, you know what I mean? If you, if you peed him off, he just wouldn't talk to you, he wouldn't do anything. So I, I kind of, it's interesting him giving advice. But he had something, didn't he? Of course he did. Would it still 
You do get the feeling that the game has moved on in a few years that he's been, in a couple of years he's been away. Would he still, if he'd stayed for two years, would we have had the beginning under Moyes and uh, the beginning uh, uh, under the, the big fella that we've had? Because the players that he, think about it, the big time players that Sir Alex left us with, you know, the investment, the Sahars, the whatever, they haven't really come off, have they? I just felt Alex went at the time and he'd, he left us with nothing when he went. He he flogged the team to death. But what was this? Is a team that had won, I think, by eleven points above every season. Certainly, double-digit points had won the Premiership by double-digit points the year before. Hmm. He just invested fifteen million in. Uh, a, a winger, a, a prospect. We had one of the best goalkeepers, young, developing goalkeeper. And you're saying he left us with nothing? Well, we've had to rebuild. I think, you know, I think David Moore's got a bad deal. I don't get this whole rebuilding thing, you know, because I think it's. We had convinced, this is my opinion, and it'd be interesting to find out what people in the podcast think, that Manchester United, because they had a manager for so long, had convinced themselves that they were not like other teams. Mm. That we had convinced ourselves that we didn't chase the money. We didn't chase it. We didn't do. Of course, we'd bought for. Um, Ferdinand for 30 million, we'd bought Rooney for 30 million. We'd made some big, but you know, we'd also bought the youngsters up. We'd also developed the youngsters. So we didn't feel as though we were a Chelsea, a Man City, or the like. But the reality of the global game, you know, this is a game that uh, I've watched, you know, while eating dinner in Thailand, you watch it, it, the Premiership is the biggest out of all of them. You get the feeling that the top four or five are going to spend their way out of trouble if they get themselves in trouble because the big money from cable TV, from Sky, is always going to be there. Well, let's look at the team now. There's not very much homegrown talent in it. But that's my point. But, yeah, but um, that's why I think the McNair thing coming through, that's lovely to see. Yeah. Because he's playing wonderful football. He's playing lovely, but it was just as heartbreaking to see somebody like Welbeck leave. But, you know, um, I think I'd rather have uh, the Martials and. So you you prefer to pay the you know, and it could be up to fifty million pounds for Martial at ninety. I mean, don't get me wrong, four games, four goals. I mean, the guy. Let's give him some time. Let's give him some props. He's been a rebel. He looks as though. He just walked in and got... He reminds me of Cantona. There's a swagger about yeah. him. And he's relaxed. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's, a, just... he's not tense. He's not like, oh, I've got to get rid of the ball. He's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the man. <laughs> I've even forgotten the guy's name. That striker we had last year. The one that went off. <laughs> What's it, what was his name? The Forlan impersonator. Yeah, the, the striker we had last year was doing his impersonation for Chelsea. Mr Falcao, who used, to, who used to... <laughs> who used to be just the most devastating striker in the world. I don't like celebrating failure, but it, it would have really, it would have been really painful had Falcao gone and set the world alight at Chelsea, mm. having not done it at Manchester United. And you do feel sorry for him. It, in the way that it was there, it isn't there anymore. Mm. You know, but certainly up front. And here was a guy, you know, Martial, who's not supposed to score that many goals. But at 19, I don't know how you make a decision like that. How impressed have you been with him? Do you know what I think? We're going to have a problem with Depay. Because he was all over the place at the weekend. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think he's like, hang on, I wanted that position. I wanted to be that. 
Yeah. So, but that could be create that could become a very interesting dynamic in the team. Well, you've got to give people time, but certainly I, I, I look at Memphis and, and I, I sometimes think of Nanny. Mm. You know, flattering to deceive. Got a lot of talent, but not as much as they think they have. Do you see what I mean? Nanny had the talent, but he didn't have the head to control it. You think so? Well, I think he was a kind of, uh, I don't know, a a down-market Ronaldo. And certainly, you know, he plays in the same team. He's a Portuguese, and you get the feeling that he always felt that, you know, he's coming to... He he could be as good, you know, and, and... and certainly I think that he suffered from that but he did give us some magnificent performances and if we can get some good ones from Memphis I, I will certainly be very happy and, and happy to hear that Rooney has finally scored uh, some goals domestically. Mm. How do you think he's been performing and is the weight of captaincy where, it might be great for him that Martial has come to take some of the attention off him now I'd rather give the captaincy to somebody like Carrick and let doesn't Rooney, play enough games Well, or somebody in the midfield and allow Rooney to do what he does best. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what you think the weight of the captaincy has taken away from his game. We've had the best captain in the world with Roy Keane. But he's never going to do that job. No. Well, but he sets a standard, isn't he? Roy Keane, led by example. Yep. Wayne Rooney will do the same. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's just not performing so well. As if he didn't have the burden of the captaincy. Yeah. I that's what I think, anyway. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, once you take... But maybe uh, I'm looking Car- for excuses for him. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you, he has had his day. Yeah, that's the horrible thing, isn't he? Yeah. 29 years old. Yeah. Uh, there's a story in the paper today. Uh, Alex Ferguson said that he wanted parity with Wayne Rooney. He wanted the same money uh, <laughs> uh, uh, as him. Uh, that's an awful lot of money. And it is difficult, isn't it, now? Because... You see, certainly looking at the Capital One Cup, and you see some of the goals that some of the lesser players missed, and you think, well, uh, if it was a big money player, he would have put that away. You pay your money, and you, you know, you get what you pay for in many uh, instances. That goal that Memphis just paid, excuse me, that goal that Martial scored, his first goal, was just one that made you think, oh my goodness, if he scores a few more of those. Was it at the Stratford end as well? Oh. <laughs> you know, here's a guy, I mean, the game was already won, right? Yeah. So it didn't matter, but certainly uh, the brace that he scored, and he scored another one. And it was great yesterday not to go out against a lesser team. Of course, we went out, didn't we? Was it uh, Wimbledon Dons? We went out four. MK Dons, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went out four nil. Oh, they yeah. they were Wimbledon, weren't they? And they've gone to Milton Keynes. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, and, and and beating Ipswich. And I mean, they're, they're Ipswich are a good team, aren't they? certainly going to be up there or, or not far from uh, pr- promotion kind of candidates uh, so it's good and, uh, it, and it, it didn't it looked like a match that wasn't um, out of balance no first goal that Rudy has scored in the Capital One Cup since 2010 isn't that a remarkable statistic and we saw the blooding uh, 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 of a new force mm. what do you think of Pereira I, t- I t- I didn't know him. I don't know him. I just thought, well, that's a lovely girl, isn't it? We could do with some of that. Who takes the free kicks for Man United now? Well, what was that all about, though? Why was Matter letting him take the free kick? Well, I don't know. You see, the thing that we always forget when we do this podcast is that they have something called training. 
And in yeah. drilling and in training, you know, you will see who's got it, who hasn't got it, who trains hard, who's got a mental aptitude, who takes their mickey, who's focused, who can do something with a ball when there's no pressure on, and who's the man when there is pressure on. Next goal, everybody gets, uh, you know what I mean? You, you can see there are people who react to different things, aren't they? I remember watching um, a match where when Forlan hadn't scored a goal yet and everybody was expecting him to be the guy that scored the goal. Yeah, well, he didn't for Man United. And we were 4-0 up against a team. I can't remember who we were playing, but we were 4-0 up. And Van Nistelrooy goes... And the crowd starts shouting, we've got a penalty. The crowd starts shouting, Forlan, Forlan, to take the penalty. And Van Nistelrooy goes, take the penalty, Diego. And Roy Keane comes running across the pitch (laughs) (laughs) and says, you are not taking that penalty. And Rude had to take it. That's right. And put so, it away. And, and had to put it away, even though we were 4 0 up. And we have five, it was only five minutes to go. But Roy Keane was having none of it. Now, that's what, was, that's what surprised me about that penalty. Um, and that Pereira was allowed to take it. But a free kick. But well, it was a free kick, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but that's something new. Oh. Hmm. Well, I think, you know, as I say, what I heard from the big man was you take the penalties when you... There's a list of five, six penalty takers, whether it be Rooney, Mata, uh, you know, uh, all, all of them there. If you miss one, you then go to the back, ah, to the back right, of the queue. Okay. And it's ruthless. Hmm. You know, it's, it's absolutely ruthless. So if you're listening to the podcast, wherever you are around the world, we want to know, well, what do you reckon then? Uh, is this the dawning of a new age? You would have been happy with fourth place uh, when we started the podcast uh, with Martial and uh, Diego being around now. Do you see us possibly, as we've just heard from Monday, do you see us possibly winning it? Uh, what do you make? Who are our opponents? Isn't it happy to see Chelsea in 15th place? Come on. Uh, you can get in touch uh, this is the Manchester United Redcast. All the links to our uh, programs are on uh, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, and the apps. And as I say, the complete Redcast archives at unitedredcast.com. Uh, uh, there's still time to uh, join our Manchester United Redcast Dream Team League. Go to www.dreamteamfc.com. Register a team for free, then join our league by entering PIN uh, and get a pen. Here's the number. It is da da da. Here it is. Have you got a pen yet? Here it is. Eight three nine four nine zero zero. That's eight three nine four nine zero zero. A signed shirt to a player picked out randomly in lots and lots of prizes throughout the season. Currently, Nick Tidy. Well done, Nick. Is top of our Redcast League with our very own Robert Meekin in fourteenth, one four place, and me languishing in thirty fourth place. That's not very good, is it? We've signed up with Ladbrook to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we've uh, wrangled out of them for you. Uh, Follow the links on the description to the show or our Facebook page and Twitter feed. Uh, For starters, here's a free £50 bet when you uh, sign up and enter the promo code LAD for Donkey 50. That's LAD for Donkey at 50. So let's end this podcast so he can go to Hakkasan. Lovely restaurant, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely uh, lovely. M- mine's the Berkshire Bar- Pork. That's what I have when I go in there. Uh, you'll see that on there. Great Mrs. Nesta, as I say, thinks it's a, a Chinese takeaway. She goes in there and orders everything, and I get the bill and I close my uh, uh, eyes. Uh, so, upcoming games. Sunderland. Now, look, this is a kiss of death, I know. 
But I'm going to knock on wood and say they are having an absolute mayor. Yep. I saw them against Tottenham, and you think Defoe would have put at least two or three of those away a couple of years ago, and he must be on, what, 80 grand? Of course, he's looking for a personal system at 60 grand a year, but that's a different gig. But, but, but they're having a nightmare, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, so what's your prediction, then? I like those. I'm going to be optimistic. We're gelling. We're coming together. We're going to walk all over them. Well, you don't beat Sunderland, who are right at the bottom. Of the, I mean, you know, Sunderland, Newcastle at the minute. Oh, dear, oh dear. It's going to They're desperate. A horrible. <laughs> they're having a horrible time. At, but the year up there is not very good anyway. And they've never been, those teams, never been as good as they think they are. I, I think we're going to whack them three or four nil. What do you reckon? Let's hope. Let's hope. No, I don't want that. You're, giving, you're, you're, you're sitting on the fence and you're going to get splinters. <laughs> I'm not, no, no, I'm, I'm Give me say, a prediction. I'm going to say we've, uh, it's going to be a big... Uh, it's going to be a big score. Yes, I will want a big score. Get your money yeah. on there. Go to Ladbrokes, get your money on there. Three or four nil. I don't fancy them to get not even one. So I've put it down. And like all the other uh, <laughs> podcasts on the archive, I'll probably look like an idiot at, at the end of it. Are you going, uh, have, you, have you booked already to go to any games this year? I've certainly, I thought I'd line up for, I think, top, top, the, 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 the reverse game at Tottenham Arsenal. And the, and, uh, and the West Ham one, I definitely need to get to. Have you lined up? any games this year I haven't but um, uh, I have now a uh, a buddy who is actually an ex-footballer and we just go to all sorts of matches last minute oh excellent Um, I was at where was I Charlton last week which was very interesting uh, to watch a different class of football yeah 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 yeah. but um, yeah and uh, so yes it will be last minute stuff but uh, it's fun yeah, going to a football game is always fun. Uh, wherever you are, I wish you the best. Come on, if we said something that's peed you off, something that you thought, oh, I've been thinking that, or something that you'd like the team up here to investigate, why don't you let us know at Manchester United? It's the Redcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Mark, thank you very much, mate. Go off, enjoy uh, your dinner, uh, and have a great time with your, your, your girlfriend, you lucky so-and-so. My name's Eddie Nesta, and from us, uh, it's only left to say, come on, you Red. Come on, you Reds. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.